We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing content creators and streamers. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. It's all of the information for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Overt Flow, a 2019 Games Award nominee for Best TikTok Gaming Creator. PJ has been a gaming and lifestyle content creator for almost a decade. He has almost 2 million TikTok followers, over half a million YouTube subscribers, and hundreds of thousands of loyal followers across his Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Making a name for himself back in 2010 through Call of Duty content, he's evolved into a notable Fortnite content creator. He has been featured in many publications such as Forbes, Newsweek, Digital Trends, The Sun, Yahoo, and the Las Vegas Review Journal. In addition to being an influential gamer, he's an amateur boxer and jiu-jitsu fighter. He has participated in the 2018 NBA Summer League Celebrity Influencer Game, as well as fought in the undercard against Faye Sensei, in the KSI Logan Paul boxing boxing match that aired on YouTube. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's a bunch of stuff. I don't even I don't even know if I've done all that actually. Well, your bio says you did. So, as someone who may or may not have helped you with your bio, I believe it to be accurate. Man, that is that's pretty cool. I like you know sometimes you have to hear uh, stuff out loud because sometimes I'm just sitting over here in my room like playing games and. It actually feels like I've done nothing. I'm like, I really got to get back on the grind of <laughs> of doing things. But, man, I'm excited for what's to come, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm proud of a bunch of the stuff that I that I have done, and I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's one of these things where it's, like, hard to, like, think about where you've come from. And, you know, because all you're thinking about is what's ahead and what's not happening. And, oh, well, I got to do this and this. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to reflect on, you know, the journey and, you know, how we got to where we are. 
That's super true. You know what? It reminds me, actually, I was at Jiu-Jitsu the other day, and uh, one of the black belts there told me it's so hard to see how much you progress because everybody around you is is progressing too, you know? And so it's tough to measure yourself up because you guys are all doing doing things. But when you look at somebody who's new or newer to the space or try to look at it from an outside perspective, you'll realize like, oh, you are advancing, which is which is a really, uh, I don't know, I thought it was a cool analogy there. Yeah, no, you know, it's very humbling. And, you know, so we're going to kind of start out a little over the origin. So, you know, Colin, what was the first game you played? Ever in my life? Yeah. The first game that I ever played, to my recollection, is um, Super Mario 64 on the Nintendo 64 with my grandpa. Okay, so a classic title on a, you know, classic title. Can't go anything wrong with Super Mario. Nothing at all. Man, I... I think that my grandpa was probably the first one that I ever played a lot of video games with, to be honest, because he always was, was like big into gaming. I don't know if he would, always was like his whole life or anything, but I know as soon as as long as I've been around, he's always played like uh, Nintendo with me and PlayStation when it came out. And uh, even recently, he showed me that he had built this gigantic house on Minecraft and he's in his 70s now and he's still like playing Minecraft, having a good time. So he definitely introduced me to a lot. And who knows where I would be if I didn't. But I didn't start playing Super Mario. Well, you know, that's pretty amazing. I know I don't think my grandpa, you know, he can figure out FaceTime, but I would say that's probably the end of that. But I hope to be a grandpa that's playing some, you know, I guess PlayStation 10 or they say PlayStation 5 with you know, my grandson. <laughs> PlayStation 10. Right? I don't know. They said it's going to end up PlayStation 5, but I I know marketers where I have faith there will be more PlayStations. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, so kind of tell us a little about your past, you know, gaming and esports experience, kind of how you got into streaming and content creation. Okay, so uh, I guess the best way to talk about this is to take you back to 2010 when I was just a, a wee lad. I was wrestling, uh, doing jujitsu. Uh, of course, I've been doing it for quite a while, and, and I actually ended up hurting my shoulder. So during the time that I was, like, taking some time off of jujitsu so that I could heal up, I was watching a lot of YouTube, and this was way back in the day. This was... I think that Black Ops 1 had not even been released yet. And so in Call of Duty years, uh, that would be like right 2009, 2010, right in that range. And so I was watching a ton of YouTube videos and content creators and people making Call of Duty videos. And at the time, I had thought that it was people who worked for the company that were allowed to make these videos. So I didn't think that I could do it. But after a couple months of watching, I realized, oh, these are just normal guys who went out and bought like a Dazzle or a capture card and are recording their gameplay. And so as I was sitting there, bored out of my mind, healing up healing up from, from this injury, I got a capture card. I started making content, uh, mostly like based around sniping and Call of Duty, which a ton of people were just popping up around the time. Me and FaZe Clan started the channel in the, in the same, um, right around the same time. And then there was a bunch of guys like Wings of Redemption and uh, Optic was around, and Zerg Grizz, and Meow Time 5, and all these sniping channels. So I just decided to try my hand at it, and uh, it led to a, to a pretty cool place. Yeah, I mean, I know you've kind of really exploded on TikTok. So tell us a little about working with TikTok, and what kind of makes it so unique, and even caused it to really explode and take over so quickly. Yeah, so I did the the gaming thing for you know a long time on on YouTube. And TikTok had seen that, so they approached me about creating some gaming content because they were trying to diversify a little bit more 
And this was during 2019. They were just trying to get more content on there and be known for more than just, you know, dancing or singing. So they reached out to me. I ended up getting on there, creating some content. And literally probably within the first week, I had 10,000 followers. In the first month, I had 100,000. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to see the community on TikTok because it is a little bit less toxic than some of the YouTube <laughs> YouTube uh, gaming community. And it's the content over there is just a, a ton of fun. I, I really enjoy that short form content. And I really think that I, I found a home with it. Uh, TikTok to me is probably one of the best platforms that I, I've ever been a part of. Just the way the app set up and the interface and everything, it's I might be a perfect app. Okay, well, you hear it first. This we might finally have the perfect social media app that really, you know, takes in much more than amount of views and how much you pay for. Really, it takes in truly the viewership and what people engage with it. Yeah, I, you know what, and I, I know that they're working on so much stuff on the back end. Like they they just released, I believe, uh, streaming from your PC to the app, so now people can stream on there just like you can stream to Twitch or anything else. Now you can. Set up your OBS, connect it there, stream over there, collect donations, talk to the chat, get new followers. It's very, very cool, and they're constantly updating this stuff. So I'm super excited to see you know, where it is in a year because when I started doing it, it was like people didn't even take it serious at all. And now I've helped tons of content creators make hundreds of thousands of dollars, gain millions of followers all through this app that people you know, didn't take seriously a couple of years ago. So it's definitely been on a... It's like been on a crazy journey and I'm, I mean, I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, yeah, you know, it definitely has had, it, you know, bumps in the road. I, I know recently we can explore that a little bit. They were on the potential to be banned list and there was some political implications. So how do you think that's kind of been resolved since that all kind of went down? I mean, shoot, for a while it was definitely like uh, definitely sketchy, right? So we didn't know what was going to happen or if it was going to get banned. And of course, like a ton of like political politicized reasons were coming up but as far as i know it's we're all we're all in the clear now and uh hopefully hopefully we will be for a long time (laughs) because this app is great and has definitely uh you know changed my life for the better so I, i appreciate it absolutely i mean i think that they've like you said really captured this really short form content that is a lot more engaging because not everybody wants to sit and watch a 5 10 15 20 minute plus youtube video sometimes you just kind of want to see the best part quick and move on you know it's kind of like the mashup of music i always you know girl talk and you know this whole mashup culture that happened where it's like let's just do the chorus of every song we just want to see the best kills we don't need to see everything else right it's like a montage you know what's crazy is that I don't want to sit down and watch a 20-minute YouTube video because I don't have the time, but I will sit down and watch six hours of 15-second TikToks. Like, like the, the time is just like, man, it just goes so fast. I literally laid in bed the other night from like, I was like, yo, I'm going to go to bed early tonight, 2 a.m. That's early for me. 2 a.m. I'm going to bed, literally laid in bed for like four hours or something just watching TikToks. I'm like, man. Well, then, I guess that really kind of proves why it's doing so well. It's that, like, indicative engagement nature where you don't even realize it's happening. I know for sure. It's like when you're like, I'm not going to eat this big meal because I'm watching my weight or whatever. And then then I go and I eat, like, four bags of M&Ms because they're all small, you know? It makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. So how do you kind of decide what content you create? Um... For the TikTok content, like as soon as I started, I pretty much wanted to give it a shot. Uh, I, I just wanted to give a shot at like making just highly 
engaging content that would keep somebody's I think that I'm pretty decent at keeping somebody's attention for at least 15 seconds you know that's you know <laughs> 15 seconds I that's the sweet that. spot that's a sweet spot but I just wanted to mix everything together that I saw other content create we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed doing and kind of take a little bit little bits and pieces from everybody and put it all together so i i started doing like the the hypey stuff mixed in with the super popular games mixed in with the family aspect of having my little brother and my dad around mixed in with the challenge videos so i tried to do that all together into one short 15 second clip and it seemed like it just as soon as i started doing it it just really worked like right out the gate i was getting like 400,000 views a video, which is just absolutely nuts. So clearly it worked. And I, I was just super excited. The algorithm is so perfect on TikTok because it really does recommend whatever it is that you're into, which is great. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So how do you kind of like plan for it? I mean, I, I know a lot of people kind of don't understand and realize what it goes into actually executing it. It's not just holding the camera up for 15 seconds and then clicking send. Right. Um, I think that I might be a little bit different than some other creators. I, I've always done my videos almost always, even on YouTube and everything in the first take. I think that there's something I think that I, uncut I, and raw. Yeah, there's something cool about that. It's a little bit more genuine, I think. And uh, for me, it just works better. I don't do super well doing multiple cuts, but I will say that as far as grinding videos and doing all that, 
when I was making YouTube videos, I really was sitting down. Each YouTube video that you saw from me that was a 10-minute video really took me about six hours to make. And there's so much that goes on in the back, you know, making the videos, sitting there for six hours at a time, filming and editing a video, talking to your brands, talking to sponsors, reaching out to other creators, networking, trying to stream with other, um, you know, fellow YouTubers or fellow streamers and trying to come up with, you know, a game plan. It really is like running a, a small business. You know, I know some TikTok people that put in 20 hour work days and you would never know because you only see 15 second videos and you would never realize, oh, these guys are actually like on the phones, talking to management, doing this, doing appearances. It's just like so it's it's actually a lot of work. It really is like running a, a, a business. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's why this is the esports biz show. And, you know, we really kind of look at it from that lens of it is more than just waking up and, you know, making a YouTube video. There's this whole other world that is as paramount to your success as having a great video. Because if you don't execute it properly and do it the right way and talk and engage with brands and people involved, you're never going to grow. And, you know, I think there's a unique point that you brought up. And I think a lot of people, might need to embrace it is kind of this camaraderie and collaborating with other creators and you leveraging your following and they're leveraging theirs and kind of building communities because I think a lot of people are pretty territorial. They might not necessarily want to give someone else the spotlight. And I think that's a little contrary to like, you know, pop culture where every every rap rapper that's like the way it works is the big rapper brings on the next guy and he gets a feature or two and then that guy goes out and he then has the big guy on his and it just kind of is this unique community where they help support and build each other by incorporating each other and i think that you know you mentioned that that's important and something you've been doing yeah for sure that's something that i've always like i've always tried to preach about the fact that you should want to you know, be friends with other people in the community and you should want to be involved in helping uh, other creators grow. You should want to do that because it all, anything that helps someone else in the community helps us. Like, for example, if you look at people like FaZe Clan or Ninja, these guys have done so much and made gaming so much more mainstream. And some people might look at that and say, oh man, like, I, why can't I be like them or whatever? But other people, and I think the right way to look at it is, Man, I'm so grateful that FaZe Clan has made gaming so much more more mainstream than it was, you know, five years ago. Because now it creates much more room for all of us to get in. And people take us even, you know, people take us more seriously. Now, I think this is a, a interesting thing. A few years ago, like even 2016, 2017, I would struggle to get like a $1,000 brand deal for my YouTube videos when my YouTube videos were getting like 50000 uh, views a video, you know, and nowadays I get, you know, a ton of brand deals in my email um, <laughs> from companies that just now they see the value, you know, whereas just four years ago, they were like, yeah, we're not going to pay you for making a YouTube. Well, yeah, it's 200 bucks. Yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you, I had some company offer to give me a free hat and a hundred dollars. Um, and during this time, literally one video a week was getting a million views on my channel. Like, like every fifth video would get a million views. And this company offered to give me a hat and a hundred bucks. And I was like, I don't know. Like, do you know how much, like, no. Do you know how many eyes are going to see this hat? Yeah. How much is this hat? How much is this hat costing? Like what's going on here? But nowadays it's like, because it's gotten so much more mainstream, all these companies and brands like recognize the value of creators, which I'm, I'm super happy about. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, the point that you've made is over the last few years, it's become so mainstream and so commercialized that everyone is starting to be in it and it really helps everyone involved. And it's not just, okay, only Ninja and Shroud are making money. It's like, no, it's a cumulative effect that everyone are making more money. There's more opportunities. There's more structure and there's more future prediction. You know, it's not just, okay, this is about today or tomorrow. It's about six months, a year, five years, 10 years from now. Like it's on a great course right now because of what everyone's doing and the way that people are having these collaborative efforts. Yeah. And if, even if you look at, uh, people like swag or Nick Merckx, there's all these guys that are like, I I have, I have a ton of people reach out to me. I have like UFC fighters, UFC champions, people in the NFL, so many people reach out to play video games with me. And it's like, you see people like Swag doing that all the time or like Nick Merckx doing it all the time now, playing with uh, OBJ, playing with all these guys. And it's just so cool because now we have more, uh, just, you know, more respect and more attention from like the more mainstream sports and all that. It's, it's ga- gaming is in such a cool place and such a cool spot that, I'm excited to see where it is in another four years. <laughs> you know, it's going to be in an insane place. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I'm, I'm definitely very, you know, excited on that. So what's your favorite part about creating content? Uh, I, you know what? I think that my favorite part about creating content is literally just all the interactions. So like building the community, having a little community of like people that I would consider you know, like-minded, we all enjoy the same, the same game. It's cool to interact with those guys and talk with them. Or even when I'm out in public and somebody recognizes me, it's so cool to sit down and have like a five minute conversation, just the community. I think, I think that's what it is. I really enjoy the community aspect of creating content. So what's that like if someone kind of like stops you on the street to ask for like a picture or just kind of knows you, or what was like the first moment when that happened? I don't know the first moment that it actually happened. Uh, but as far as what it's like, I don't even remember. I don't remember the first time I got recognized for YouTube content. It might have been when I was still working at GameStop. I'm sure somebody probably came in there and maybe like recognized me there or something. But I mean, it, it's always the same. It's always been the same for me. It's always like I'm always excited about it. I don't care if it happens once a week or 12 times in a day. I, I will always sit down and talk to that person for a couple minutes, you know, take a picture or whatever it is. Um, hop in one of their videos. I'm just, I, I just appreciate, you know what it is for me? It's like a validation thing. It's like what I'm doing really affects people in a positive way. And it's so cool to meet those people. And and I, I met this guy the other day, for example, I was out with some friends uh, over on uh, Fremont street, which is like old Vegas. You know, it's the older spots downtown, like restaurants and all that and the casinos and everything. And I was down there walking and I got recognized by a group of people that were probably in their like early twenties. And one of them said that he had watched me all through high school and now he's streaming and he has like 5,000 followers on his stream and things like that. Uh, to know that I've affected somebody in a positive way is like such a, uh, it's such a cool thing. It makes me feel good about what I do. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, you know, really kind of the idea of all of this is to kind of really inspire other people based on what you're doing and then to actually see them and hear that story. It's like, okay, well, it does make sense. All the stuff I was doing was, you know, the right direction and I, you know, I had the right intention and, you know, clearly the audience got it. Yeah, for sure. And seeing like numbers on a screen is one thing you're seeing like 
at the end of the day, everything you see, whether it's like money in your bank or followers on your on your page or interactions on your tweet, is all it all looks like just numbers. You know what I mean? So going out and actually interacting with you, that's why I love events so much too. I can't wait for events to come back, you know, seeing everybody and interacting with everybody in person, that's so important like valuable to me like it's very important to me I, I gather a lot of inspiration from that absolutely i mean i think that's the biggest thing and you know anyone that kind of comes on here and you know that's the advice that i always give it's like you got to network you have to be out there and you know interacting with people at whether it's panels or conferences or you know through linkedin or even a tweet this is how you engage with the right people and how you grow yeah no 100 the the networking thing is is key networking and just interacting with everybody is so incredibly key but you have to do it out of because i know people who sometimes hear stuff like that and they're like oh so you want to befriend people so you could grow and it's like no 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 you that's not you, called networking that's called using people yeah that's called being a leech buddy <laughs> you know it's like no nah, you want to befriend people so that you can have i mean i think everybody wants friends right we're social creatures we're all and I, as far as i'm concerned i think maybe i have I might even have a different outlook to some degree uh, because I do martial arts. And when I, as long as I've been doing martial arts or anything, I've always taken that um, approach of like, and I think everybody who does martial arts does this. But if you see somebody who's been there a little bit longer than you, or you see somebody else who does, you know, uh, the same art as you or whatever, you always have respect for them and you always want to listen to what they have. Everybody has something to share and something that they could teach you. And you have to be grateful to to um everyone that you meet i think for that so I, I definitely believe martial arts like helped shape that to some degree but i have so much respect whenever i meet like other creators out i don't care if they got 10k or 10 million i always want to hear what somebody has to say when they're a creator and i i wish that more people took that approach you know we're all in this whole thing like together it's not every man for himself it's like we're all really in this space together the bigger that this whole space gets the better it is for everybody Absolutely. I mean, I definitely agree on that. So I know we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. So tell us a little about participating in the you know 2018 NBA Summer League Celebrity Influencer Game. What was that like? You know, how'd you do? <laughs> it was great. I don't want to say that I was the MVP, but kind of. So basically, one of my friends got the invite to it. And then I think what happened is there was somebody who couldn't make it. So they wanted to know if there was any other... Um, people with like a following that could come a celebrity quote unquote quote unquote celebrities in the area. And so my friend calls me, he's like, yo, are you in Vegas? Yes, I am. Uh, do you want to play basketball with us? We're playing in the NBA summer league. And I was like, yes, I do. He's like, all right, let me confirm you with the NBA, make sure they're cool with it. So I went down there, I met them. I signed a little contract, you know, a little one-off NBA contract. Don't want to brag, but I did sign a contract with the NBA for, for an influencer game, you know? So, I ended up playing in that with uh, a bunch of other like 2K YouTubers and basketball YouTubers and the guy who makes really cool shoes. One of the like custom shoe guys that makes, I, I think his name is um, M-A-C-H-E, Mach, Machi, Machi. Sounds, yeah. Something like that. Uh, but I played with a ton of these basketball influencers and I didn't score any points. I actually missed the only shot that I took, but I did get a few assists. So MVP right here. You know, I'm here for the team. Yeah, I mean, that's how you got to do it. In these games, everyone wants to score. You got to be able to pass sometimes. Exactly, exactly. And that's and that's uh, that's how I feel about it. I did – yeah, I'm there for the teamwork, guys. All right? Not because I'm not great at basketball or anything, 
I'm here for the teamwork. Exactly. There's no I in team. Not here. Not in Vegas. Yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. That's what I always say. So I kept passing it to the best shooter that we had. It's the only way. <laughs> awesome. So I was say, you know, you're quite a trendy and fashionable dude. So how do you see kind of see fashion and the gaming world working with each other? Do they? Oh, so much. Especially like ever since dude, the gaming community is so funny because I feel like um they're just so funny because I was wearing nice stuff i think a while ago like nice shoes and everything but nobody else really was super into that until yeezys started dropping and then as soon as like yeezys started dropping and you know the more uh the more and more gamers started to take notice started wearing them to events and now it's like if you go to a gaming event you can pretty much expect your favorite youtuber to have like you know an off-white hoodie on with some yeezys uh you know possibly a rolex if he's kind of balling i don't know but like all these guys, possibly two if you're me, maybe two, you know, two on the same wrist, even if you're feeling crazy. But it's just so funny because now the gaming world and the fashion world is so intertwined to me. That's why I think that like a lot of my TikToks do so well, because I mix the gaming with the Yeezys, all that. Like, hey, little brother, if you win this game of Fortnite and you get a victory royale, I'm going to buy you that brand new pair of Yeezys that just dropped today. One million views later. You know what I mean? It's like so it's so intertwined now. You, I don't know. It just like look at Travis Scott making the uh, collab with Fortnite, right? They put his uh, they put his Jordan uh, collab in the game. So like, if you play as his skin, you get to wear the shoes, and it just it's just so mixed now. It's so it's it's cool. Absolutely. So in addition to gaming, you also stepped into the ring to fight against Faze Sensei in undercard of a. You know, the Logan Paul boxing match on YouTube. So we'll talk a little bit about this event. So how'd you kind of first get involved in it? So I actually introduced Faze Sensei to KSI at a, a party that I had in Boston uh, at PAX East. So we were at a PAX East event. Uh, I ran into JJ. I was I, I had actually got there a few days early to train with Faze Sensei. Uh, so I, I showed him some jiu-jitsu. He showed me some striking stuff. And then we went to PAX East. I, I met JJ there, KSI. And then I, I threw a little after party and they both came over. They met each other. And that's when Sensei started training. Or right around that time, you know, they made friends. And then afterwards, Sensei started training JJ uh, just for his boxing match with, um, I think that Sensei started training him for maybe his first match with Joe Weller. And then also afterwards for the, for the Logan Paul fight. But Sensei wanted to fight on the card. And I know that he had had like a few opponents uh, pull out or say that they were going to do it and then back out or whatever. I think that it was I, – I believe that it was like an ego thing or like a – they didn't want to lose. to lose. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, they're a little bit nervous to lose because they're like my whole YouTube channel is based off of this. I can't do that or whatever. So I ended up uh, going to Keemstar's house and I was living with him for like a few months. We were just kind of – being buddy buddy, uh, working out together, playing Fortnite together, hanging out, and during that time, uh, I talked to Keem a little bit about it, and I ended up making a video, uh, calling out Face Sensei, just saying, "Hey man, I know you don't have any opponents. I'm pretty much the only guy in the gaming community with your same amount of followers that also has a similar amount of martial arts experience. Yeah, it's not boxing, but at least I, I know what it takes to fight somebody. You know, so I'll get in there, I'll do it." He accepted it. JJ called me. He's like, yo, this is great. Uh, so they put me on the card, and a couple months later, they sent me a contract, and I went out there, and I got punched in the eye, and it was amazing. 
So what was it like kind of training for it, knowing that this was about to happen? Oh, man. For, well, first off, I, I, I like wrestle and grapple and do jiu-jitsu, right? So I'm not really a boxer. So I really didn't have a ton of time uh, to uh, get ready for it. Like, I didn't have a ton of time, to be honest. So I ended up training with some of, like, Mayweather's sparring partners. And I had one of my friends who his dad was the former heav- heavyweight champ. Um, his name's Hasim Rockman. I had him help train me. And <laughs> it was a little bit nerve-wracking because, obviously, Sensei is probably – on that card, he was for sure, without a doubt, the best fighter on the card, right? And now he's a professional fighter. So I, I had the toughest fight of the night against out of everybody. So I trained for that. I went out there, and I, I've trained for fights before. Um, I, the most people I've ever fought in front of was uh, like 1,500 people at a jiu-jitsu competition, which isn't like a striking fight, but I I, I did uh, do that. I've been – shoot, I've been choked unconscious in front of a thousand people. I beat people in front of a thousand people. And so the scale was just so much grander though. Like going out there to Manchester arena, 22,000 people in the seats. I think we had like 10 million live viewers. I think there was like, it was something like 3 million on the broadcast and then another 3 million on Twitch. And then how many countless streams of people filming it like to Instagram or whatever. So that was definitely Probably one of the more nerve-wracking moments of my whole life just because that's such a crazy – like, who gets to take part in that besides, like, real uh, trained UFC fighters or professional boxers or whatever? Who gets to have 20,000 people watch them get in a fight? Like, that's absolutely crazy. So that whole experience was probably one of the best experiences of my of, of my life, and I'm looking forward to doing it, it again, actually. I'm actually talking to management about one of these upcoming matches here. Well, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about so what did it feel like kind of, you know, getting ready in the locker room before you entered the ring? What was going through your head? Shoot, I actually had the video up on my YouTube channel of me, like, running into everybody backstage, going in there. Um, <laughs> and, and, I mean, truth be told, between you and I, just, you know, just us girls here, I want to say, I knew for a fact, because I've done this, you can train for, like, if somebody doesn't know how to do jujitsu and they train for three months to beat me, uh, good luck, you know? And I felt that I was in a similar position with Sensei. Like, I never really boxed before. I had a, six weeks to train to, <laughs> to box against somebody who's been boxing since he's been three years old. And I I, I knew that it was going to be like, a, it's going to be, a, it was going to be a rough one. So I just wanted to make it as exciting as possible and see what I could get done. And I think that if you watch the whole card, I definitely do think that, our fight was probably one of the most exciting and i know that it got highlighted a ton we were on like mainstream news out there in 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 england out there in the uk we were on the mainstream news because obviously one of the highlights of the fight was uh me throwing him down i like hit him with the outside uh judo trip and threw him down on the ground everybody everybody was like whoa wrestling you can't do that boo but it made highlights everywhere that highlight on youtube got a couple million views so Look, guys, I'm here for highlights, all right? Okay, okay. So, you know, it definitely sounds like it was quite the experience. So, you know, we'll kind of bring this towards the end. So what kind of advice do you have for anyone that's trying to really get into, you know, creating content or streaming and kind of doing what you're doing? Shoot. I think that I've had the same advice almost the whole time that I've ever done this. Even before I was hardly making, like, any any money or really had any followers uh, from this, I think I still give the same advice because I believe it. I believe that if you're going to make content and you want it to be, and you want to be successful at it, 
no matter what your definition of success is, uh, what you have to do is create content that you feel is quality. So you want to make uh, good content that is at least rivals the content that your favorite people are putting out. And when I say that, I mean, like have a good camera, like spend that extra money on a good camera. Or even nowadays, like every iPhone has a good camera on it. Like use that, make sure that your, your video edits are nice and you don't have a lot of like, you know, dead air time or whatever it is. Make sure that the, the product you're offering people is a quality product that people want to consume. So quality, probably, you know, one of the most important. Consistency. And I think that consistency consi- consistency means, right? It means not that you have to post every day or even that you have to post, you know, three times a week or whatever. What it actually means is if you tell your, your followers that you're going to be posting every Saturday, then you're there every Saturday. So I think consistency is good. So whether you tell them you're there once a week or 10 times a week, just make sure you do what you say. So quality, consistency. And then I think uh, networking and interacting with the community, whether that be other creators or your followers, right? So you got to interact with your people. Let the, you know, really, I think you gather a lot of inspiration and ideas from your people, right? And just interacting with them lets, lets them know that this is a community. And then, of course, working with other creators is so important because you get to share followers. People see you in other people's content. It's similar to like, like, for example, myself and Phase Clips. We're in a lot of each other's videos. So even if somebody doesn't, you know, go and follow Phase Clips, they'll see him so much in my videos that when they do see his channel, they do see him somewhere else. They'll say, hey, I know this guy. You know what? I am going to give him that follow. And that networking is, is so super duper important. So I think like quality, consistency, and then networking and interacting is probably, to me, like the most important things. And then, of course, just take it serious, right? If you want this to be a full-time job, you have to treat it like a full-time job, right? You want you want to show up for work. You got to be there. You got to take your work serious. And I think that those are probably the main tips that will work for everybody. There's no secret ingredient. There's no like, unless you get incredibly lucky and Mr. Beast uh, buys you an island. Like other than that, you got to like work your butt off. Uh, there's no secret ingredient. You just got to put in the work. Absolutely. I think that's some amazing advice for everyone out there. And, you know, we'll kind of bring this towards the end. So what's the future for you? Where are you going from here? Shoot, the future for me. Well, I'm in talks for another boxing match. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Maybe a little YouTube. A little more practice, a little more lead time this time. Yeah, a little, a little, a little bit more lead time. Unless they want to do some MMA, I'm down for that too, you know. So a little MMA <laughs> YouTube bout. But also making a content house with a bunch of other gaming creators. So that's something that you guys should be seeing soon. And as far as the future is concerned for just me, I'm just uh, looking to create some more content, hopefully get up to 10 million followers, you know, in the, in the very near future, whether that's a year out or three years out, I'm not sure, but I'm going to put in the work to get somewhere great. And I'm just going to keep doing this, man. I love, I love, what I do and I love that I'm involved in this whole thing. And it's so cool to be um, a witness to the journey that esports has taken over the last, you know, 10 years. Awesome. So yeah, so I like to end each episode with my my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch? My favorite game to watch? As of, I think my favorite game right now to watch has to be uh you know what I'm gonna say too, Warzone or Fortnite, right? Because both of those are just so much fun to watch there's a lot of games that i play that i don't want to watch but man warzone and fortnite right now the battle royale is just such a fun like 
it's thrilling. It's thrilling to watch. <laughs> okay. So what about your favorite game to play? Currently, I've been on a Fortnite kick. So I've definitely uh, been playing a lot of Fortnite, been playing a lot of Call of Duty, and then also Dynasty Warriors is another game that I play a ton. Okay. So what about your favorite video game character? My favorite video game character? Hmm. My favorite video game character. That's something that I don't even know. I mean, shoot. You know, Mario, Luigi, Pikachu, any, you know, any of these fellas? Of, I'm trying to think of, like, my favorite game and then pick somebody from that. But if I just had to pick, like, one overall character that I just like the most, even though I don't play the games all the time, I did when I was younger, probably Sonic the Hedgehog. I've always had, like, a... Okay. A, a, we were born in 91, both of us, you know, me and Sonic the Hedgehog. I played a lot of his games growing up. And so probably Sonic, if I had to pick one character. Okay, you have a lot in common. You guys are both fast. You like to get coin. We're both very cool. We eat hot dogs and um, stuff. And so, yeah, we're both dope. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was extremely insightful. So tell me where they can find you. You can find me everywhere at Overtflow, O-V-E-R-T-F-L-O-W. And it, if it's verified, it's me. If it's not verified or it's not like me pictured in front of a GameStop or something, then it's not me. Right, we want the real overt flow. So don't get confused with overflow or anybody else. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, thanks everybody again for tuning in and make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin J E S Q, and check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.